I think there's so much, uh, as you say, we, we keep it open. So you just send us your voice notes, whatever's happened, whatever's transpired. Um, I did say last week that there will be resignations following in the political sphere. Uh, but within football, I still believe that there will be resignations in football. I, I believe that very strongly. Um, and I'm not changing my mind about that. There's a Soe to Derby. But most importantly, there's a national team of South Africa that plays rugby. I'm, I'm tempted to speak either rugby or football with the gentleman sitting in front of me here because I know that he knows both sports very well. But he chose the round ball mm-hmm. as opposed to the oblong ball. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, it's an important conversation because it affects you that's listening right now. It affects your ability to either respect or not respect the game. I know your response will be, but we are at work. But a lot of the times I'll say, no, you're not at work. You're in the car park having a lovely drink and doing so many more other things. And that is why I'm saying that it's important for you to engage because we cannot carry on like this. And there's always pressure being put on the league. There's always pressure being put on referees, match commissioners, to make a decision because of the safety of you. Late arrivals at the stadium during a big fixture causes chaos, delays the kickoff of the game. It's a culture that not too many countries around the world would open to and be free to and treat the way South African openly treats it. And it's a bad culture of delaying games. And it's been going on for way too long. Way too long. Thousands of people arriving just before kickoff. So maybe the PSL should tell you that the kickoff is at half past 12. Let's see how that turns out. Because clearly if they keep saying that the kickoff is at half past 3, they're going to arrive at 25 past 3. And you're going to start hearing the fans in the stadium starting to shout for their favorite players. And that, wants, that, that makes you want to edge closer to the turnstiles and start pushing people and starting to break down fences. That is part of the culture. Now, a lot of people get injured during these last-minute rushes. Tonight, we're going to try and find a solution to this matter, especially with this upcoming Soweto to Derby. Hey, it's in Durban. The next one is at FNB Stadium. I don't know what FNB, something goes wrong, man. A lot of the time, something goes wrong. But I know that they've tried. Stadium management have come through and have improved. And they're open to communication. And that's what I love about them. The Jacques Robles of this world are very open to conversations. He's a senior manager at the PSL. I think it's the first time ever. <laughs> I have the honor and the privilege <laughs> sitting across me after so many years that he's been in football. That I can check to Lukolo, September. Lux, mm. September. Good evening. I like carrying bags. Uh, you know, I mean, I remember the first time I came to your studio, I think I brought uh, Jerome Falke. Yes. It was 2007. You were still working for FIFA. I then. was carrying bags. I prefer that. You but know? You, were, you were working for FIFA wearing a FIFA jacket with yes. a badge. Yes, and carrying bags, more importantly. We all carry bags. <laughs> At some point, we've all got to carry bags. <laughs> I was carrying someone's bags. I Im- prefer that. Imtualia Sindabab. But look at where you are now. Shining example of young, vibrant leadership in football. Good to I'm, see you. I'm still learning, man. 
I'm still carrying people's bags even now. It's okay. We all carry bags. <laughs> Just depends how much baggage you carry. That is a different story. It's a problem, Lux. It worries us. And I think if we shut up about this issue, it means we accept it. Mm. The bottom line is that we don't accept it. Mm. And that is why we're trying to bring it forward so that we can get down and understand this culture. From PSL's perspective, you were forced to, you know, again, shift a kickoff this past weekend. How, how crucial is this for the league? You know, I mean, Robert, what people don't really appreciate is the pressure that happens uh, in that period. First of all, um, I, I've, been, I've had the privilege of being to many, many countries in my life. There is no stadium in the world that can ever take uh, 50,000 people in 30 minutes. If 50,000 people or 40,000 or 30,000 people all arrive in the last 30 minutes or, or 45 minutes, I don't care whether you are in Germany or England or anywhere else, it will never happen. Now, in this country, what we have is a culture, I wouldn't say it's a culture, it's a behavior that we need to change of uh, a lot of people arriving at once, last minute. Now, each stadium sometimes is about, uh, let's say, 10 to 15 turnstiles or something like that. Mm -hmm. Now, it doesn't matter with whatever plan you have. If 40,000 of these people are arriving at once, they are all trying to access this, others have the faulty ticket and so forth, the system is just going to give in. Be it Wembley, be it uh, Allianz Stadium, be it uh, State de France, mm. everywhere else in the world, that is exactly what is going to happen. Now, what you find in most parts of the world is that two hours before kickoff, 90% of the people are inside the stadium. Right. And, and uh, I mean, I'll make an example. I worked at the Champions League final uh, last year. Al-Akhli was playing Esperance. I've never seen something like this in my entire life. Four hours before kickoff, hmm. capacity inside. There was no DJ performing. Hmm. There was no music in, at the stadium. Hmm. There was no music festival. Packed. We, so I, I walked, uh, what happened is that I was inside the office. Right. So about four hours, I decided to walk uh, inside the stadium to mm -hmm. check something else. And I thought, 20,000 people. Unbelievable, Robert. Now, I remember uh, thinking to myself, imagine if this thing happens at home. Mm -hmm. uh, recently, I was in Germany uh, at the German Cup final. Uh, Bayern Munich was playing uh, Leipzig, uh, the Polka final. Mm-hmm. Uh, Two hours before kickoff, everybody inside. And there was a fan park outside the stadium, but two hours before kickoff, everyone inside the stadium. It's, a, it, it's something uh, that is part of the people. Uh, I went to Tanzania when they played Uganda. I was there. Now, this is Africa. People will say, ah, you've talked about Europe. Mm. I spoke about an African case, and there's another African case. Now, if you've ever been to Dar es Salaam, whether it's Simba versus Yanga playing or it's Tanzania, the national team playing anybody, the national stadium in Dar es Salaam, ask anyone who's ever been there. Two hours before kickoff, you cannot find a seat. Ask anyone who's ever been there. Hmm. Now, but how are they getting it right? Though, it's, 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 um, you know, Robert, the reality is that in our country, there are a lot of things we need to, to fix. We need mm -hmm. to change. Uh, if you leave your house at 2 for a game that is at 3.30 or at half past one for a game that is at 3 o'clock. I guarantee you. Because sometimes I listen here on radio, people calling to say, mm. the worst experience of my life. Uh, but, <laughs> Robert, you go to the games at around 
12 o'clock or, or 1 o'clock. Right. Do you know how easy it is to go inside and in, uh, outside the no, stadium no, at that time? It's Be- a breeze. No, exactly. Because but we've experienced it because as, as, as production, you would go exact, ahead of time. 100%. And you're just like, wow, this is but, but, beautiful. But what is more worrying is that if you drive around half past one, yeah. you find so many people chilling by Godrif uh, City, by uh, Sava House and c- everywhere else. Stuff, yeah. But but the, the the organizers, be the league and the, and the sponsors, would make so many effort. Will say there is a music concert inside. Come and watch. Nobody comes inside. Now I'm not knocking the supporter because the the supporters are our bosses, Robert. Right. The, 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 the supporter is my customer. Is my boss. I'm glad you learned that line. Yeah. The, 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 the supporter. No, I, I mean it. No, I, I know you do, but that's you know? that's a thing. But you you, you also got to put in line. The, the problem that you have mm. is that as the league. And respect to the fan is mm. to is for the fan to convert now because this has been happening like for many years, many many years. Trevor Phillips stays years. I'm trying to make mm. it sound current because Trevor Phillips is not current, but at the same time is current enough for people that are listening and following football and listening to the show. I don't want to go to Abdul Bumji days, mm. you know, but mm. the culture has been there, and we want to bring the culture of Northern Africa because people say African time. So are we creating a South African time? Because it, it looks like the rest of Africa is able to keep time. That irritates me so much, Robert, this thing of African time. Uh, I hear it when Africans use it and I just get so upset uh, because as African people, we like internalizing things that are so wrong about ourselves. Uh, there is no African time. Uh, we are the PSL, whether people like this or not, uh, is, is, is amongst the top 10 leagues in the world. This afternoon I was talking to a gentleman who's the CEO uh, by email uh, of the World League Forum. And uh, mm. they were asking us about the African uh, football and a few things. Mm. But they use us as a reference on so many things. Now, Top 10 commercially though. No, no, no. Fair point. Yeah. Now, if you look, if and, and that's something we should be very proud of. Yeah. Be, you know. Uh, if if you look at the fact that if a game is at three, there is advertising that is at place at, at, at stake. There is a sponsorship that is at stake because we need to pay the bills as the league. We need to keep the stadiums going. We need to keep the clubs going, and so on and so forth. There is appointment viewing now, Robert. The derby is watched in no le- in no less than forty countries, and these people accept South expect South Africa to be the bacon of hope. Three o'clock must be three o'clock. South Africa can't do three three minutes past three because we want we always say as Africans we please judge us uh, same standard as the Bundesliga as the EPL as uh, as the North Africans yeah. the North Africans with all their faults Robert you must go there they are passionate mm-hmm. unbelievable they get there on time and they are a little bit crazy yeah, but yeah. they are crazy inside the stadium now the, in order for our football to grow we must adopt all these things but some people always say, but what is the PS- PSL bad planning? I'm like, of course it would look like bad planning if all 30,000 people are arriving at the same time. I'm not, this is not hearsay. As, a, as, a, as, a, as yourself, as a broadcaster, you get to the stadium, two hours, you walk around, there is nobody who's coming inside. Now, a lot has been done. There is a music concert inside, nobody's watching. We we have to, and I know some of these things are not politically correct, and yeah. I'm not trying to say... No, but be blunt, though. We want I, you to I, be honest. I have to say this because as a country, the only way mm. we can take each other forward is to look outside and say, what are they doing outside? And we come and improve our game. Because this football thing is the only thing that African people have, actually. It's the only ownership they have. 
this football thing, Robert. Yeah. It's the only industry. If African people decide, I end it tomorrow, it doesn't happen. No banks, no mines, no anything else. Yeah. But the football. Now it's the. It, now that means that we must, we we must be jealous about it. Not Lukolo September works at the PSL. Not mm. Doctor Koza, who's the chairman. The supporter, because the reality of it is that this is the only industry that has changed the lives of mm. people, and we have direct control of it. That's important, though. But before I ask you of the, of the strain that the league is under right now because you've had now back-to-back Cape Town City game with Chiefs delayed. You've had Loftus, Chiefs, Mamelodi Sundowns game delayed. Mm. Potentially you've got a game, you know, I'm not trying to encourage this because Moses Mabida provides a little bit more than just football so that people can go there slightly earlier, mm. entertain themselves, enjoy the scenery, go for a ride, there's a gym there for crying out loud. If you feel you want to boost your your points with your health insurer, go there, lift a few weights, but do something. The, the bottom line is try and do something. Let me bring in PSL uh, general manager as far as risk and safety is concerned, uh, Jean Krobler. Jean, good evening. Good evening, Robert. Lucky to be speaking to you again. Good to hear your voice. It's been a while, but um, whew, it's been a great season. Fans have been turning up, and that is very encouraging, but it's a case of when they turn up, Jacques, that is a problem for all of us right now. How are we able to sort this problem out? Because we've got more high-profile games back-to-back now, this weekend and the following weekend. Robert, I've been listening to you and, and what Lex have, have been saying. You know, there's, there's a big responsibility on, on the league to promote the match and put necessary steps in, in place to make sure that we bring the spectators safely into the grounds. At the end of the day, we need to we need to look at spectator education as well. You know, we were talking about late kickoffs. Um, we saw it in Cape Town. I was I was directly involved in that decision, where spectators arrived late. We had to flow into the stadium of about 262 people per minute, where we we required a, a flow rate of 400, and that's why we had to postpone the match. The same thing happened in in Pretoria at the Loftus match. I must say that with both these matches, it was marginal calls. Um, we could have kicked off um, on time. Uh, we could have bring in the the, the the last part of the of the spectators into both venues at both fixtures. But from a safety perspective, the safety of um, of your spectators are paramount. Mm. But the bottom line is, Robert, you know, a stadium is built to bring in, like, uh, the, Mo- the Mosin Mobile Stadium. We're going to have 51,000 people in the stadium. We've got 64 turnstiles around the stadium. It's built to bring that 50,000 people in over a period of three hours. That means eight people per minute into the stadium. If you narrow that down to, to only two hours, um, you know, we're only going to bring in 30,000 people per minute. If, you, if most of the spectators arrive an hour before the game, mm. then we'll, we'll have to bring up the flow rate to 1,000 spectators per minute. And that's where the, where the trick lies. You can do as many planning as you want. You can put as many gates in place. You can put as many security staff and, and, and police in and around the stadium. If you're going to sit with 50,000 people an hour before kickoff at the gates, um, you are going to battle bringing that 50,000 people through 64 turnstiles in an hour. It is, it is almost impossible, and that will create and ensure and guarantee a certain 
uh, postponement in, in the kickoff. So it's absolutely important, like Luxus said as well, mm-hmm. that the spectators also bring their bit and, and arrive in time. You know, use the three hours of gates being opened prior to kickoff um, to enter the venue. Um, spend some time at the venue. There's going to be entertainment at the Moses Mobina Stadium over the weekend. And make sure that you're in and safe inside the, the stadium facilities well in advance of that of that last hour before kickoff. If, if that makes sense, uh, Robert. No, it, it, it does, Jacques. And, and, and certainly an important conversation, though, because when we come back from the break, I want to have this chat where we'll open it up as well to the fans because ultimately, Jacques and Lux, it is about the people that we're talking about now. And I already see on Twitter, Edward Temple read his tweet uh, saying that, um, you know, mostly us soccer fanatics, uh, we knock off around uh, 1,300 and 1,400 hours on weekends here in Mzanzi. We need to feed our families. No work, no pay. He says your guest is comparing us to Uganda, Tanzania, uh, and Europe. It's wrong. Change big game times from 3 to 7 p.m. Is that feasible? Is that something we can look into? Send me your thoughts. 060-584-2250. Jacques Robe is here, as well as Lux September. Well, it's an open, honest conversation that we're having with you, who is the fan of football, who goes to the stadium, who arrives late. And we're not going to mince our words because, yeah, you've been guilty of doing it many a time. And we just want to find out why is this culture, why is this trend happening? Lettuce Matibola on Twitter says that it is a very worrying issue. And for the PSL to delay matches due to supporters still outside uh, it's not a long-term solution. We need proper solution because delaying only favors and encourages latecomers and punish those who arrive early. Is that a fair point, Lux? Look, you've got to put yourself in the in the shoes of the Vogue commander. You can right. say this. Uh, okay, can I can I say something not politically correct, really? Uh, Don't you, worry. You, you see, Robert, uh, in, in in a situation like that, the Vogue commander. Mm-hmm. has to make a lot of decisions that are safe related, safety-related. You know, this VOC commander, the match commissioner there. If there is information that there is some hectic situation happening at Gate X, mm-hmm. of course they've got to act on that particular information. So what we're here for today is to say, how can we cap, How can we stop a situation whereby we put these people in this particular situation? Right. Because if you are forced to make this, I don't, trust me, at the PSL, I know the CEO, Ms. Madlala, and everyone from Ms. Madlala to Dr. Koza to everybody else, nobody wants the match to kick off late because we've promised the sponsors three o'clock. We've promised the broadcasters three o'clock. We've pro- promised the viewers at home three o'clock. There are five million, I mean, the derby is going to be watched by over 15 million people. There are only 52,000 people inside the stadium. But we've promised those 15 million people 3 o'clock. Mm-hmm. We want to deliver 3 o'clock. But of course, you know, there is the safety element that has to kick in um, for the VOC commander who actually is the highest uh, authority when it comes to making those decisions on safety. So it's not that the PSL wakes up in the morning and thinks, mm, let's delay the game now just to inconvenience the, mm. the our sponsors, uh, our broadcasters and everyone. It's a situation that we don't like as the league. It's actually a situation that uh, causes irreparable damage to the league. Uh, from a, from a brand from point a, of view. A, so at a Derby point of view, the, mm. the earlier tweet that I read was suggesting 7 p.m. But if you had to go according to the prescripts of the Commission of Inquiry, so it to dub is going to be played in the afternoon. 
we've got to play three o'clock, Robert. It's got to be played um, in the afternoon. You can't look, you can't mess look, with that time. Look, I, I'll tell you what. I mean, I understand the point he made that there are people who work and so on and so forth. And I think, uh, Robert, we have to also be quite honest with ourselves. If you go around the stadium, you find a lot of thousands of the people mm. outside uh, playing music and so on and so forth. Uh, I'm not here to bash the, the, my customer. I'm not here to, to condone my customer. I'm here to say my customer has to work with me to make this brand. We, we must work with us to make this brand successful. Let's get inside the stadium. Let's assist each other. Then if there's a 10,000 that does at work mm -hmm. and is arriving late, of course, Jacques was giving you statistics there that statistically, we cannot get 30,000 people inside the stadium in one hour. It's not possible. But that is why somebody, Jacques, and I'm glad you're here as part of this conversation. There's just a lot of tweets that are coming through. It's going to be difficult to pinpoint it and find it. Well, in fact, here it is. Um, Biggs says, when rugby is playing at Loftus, they open all the turnstiles. But when it's soccer, only a few. Why is that? And also, beer is not sold inside the stadium here during rugby. It is sold. And if traffic is managed differently. So there all is these correlations of saying, especially where there's a stadium share, Jacques, that there's a better treatment of rugby fans in terms of their experience as opposed to football fans and their experience. Robert, um, in, in a certain sense, um, that, is, that is correct. You know, um, planning differed from time to time between various um, types of, of events. I wouldn't... I wouldn't uh, choose between rugby and, and football for that for that sake, but um, uh, big big events are treated than small events, and sometimes big rugby events are compared to smaller soccer events. But it is my intention to change that. Um, I arrived in Cape Town at Cape Town Stadium, and I worked with the war commander and with the police services, and we ensured that every single um, gate at the stadium, every single entry point, is open. We ran with 16,000 people 20 minutes before kickoff in the stadium, and at that stage we knew that we were going to have a delayed kickoff. Um, 15 minutes later, we we kicked off with um, uh, the stadium to capacity fault, which which was a good thing at that particular time. Right. At Loftus Fairfield with the Mamalodi Sundowns game, I have to take my hat off to to the spectators. They responded. They arrived um, early. What we did there, Robert, is we created on all the emergency exits, we created queue shoots and we doubled up, especially on that northern part of Loftus uh, Fairchild Stadium, by creating extra entry points and we manned that and we staffed it. And that's off to a club like Mamalodi Sundowns who listened to advice, who worked with me. We spend a lot of money by creating those queue shoots, by staffing those queue shoots, by working with a ticketing company by also bringing in additional staff from their side. And I must be honest with you, that call at Loftus to, to delay the match was a very marginal call. Mm -hmm. I was happy that that, that uh, kickoff could have taken place. But, um, you know, the, the book commander earned on the side of safety. With my arrival in, in KwaZulu-Natal and at the Durban Stadium, I must say the, the support I had from the police services, uh, the authorised member, uh, Colonel Majola, the Brigadier Damas um, on, on this side, we decided immediately and instantly that with 64 turnstiles bringing people into the stadium, that's not going to work. We need to bring in additional turnstiles. We need to, pl to, to plan for spectators arriving late. And what we, in fact, did, Robert, is we, we upped on, on our entry points into the stadium. 
So the call is 100% correct. You know, you can't open a stadium by not opening all the gates. And in fact, we've, we've turned it around. It's early days for me. I've got a vision what I want to achieve. I, I want to do spectator education. We want to listen to the spectator socioeconomic problems. We want to listen to the logistical problems. We want to make plans by countering certain of, of these shortcomings, like I've explained in terms of the extra gates that we're opening. You know, Robert, by opening those additional gates, we can up the, 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 the flow rate into the stadium. By upping the flow rate into the stadium, we need less time by bringing spectators into the stadium. But you can only go that far. But I can assure you, Robert, from, from my perspective and the mandate that I've got, is, um, you know, our chairman has, has, has made quite clear that, that we want um, the Premier Soccer League to compete with the best leagues in the world. And, and that is my, my mandate from a risk and safety perspective, by making sure that we stop the blame game, by making sure that we work against international standards, and we leave no stone unturned. Um, in, in planning towards any eventuality in the stadium. And my biggest aim for Saturday and the Telkom quarterfinal between Kyle Chiefs and Orlando Pirates is by um, creating additional entry points into the stadium, staffing it properly with uh, security staff, with police, with ticketing staff, with handheld scanners, mm-hmm. um, creating that, that better flow rate and making sure that we service our customers in a better in a better manner. All right, I'm going so, to come back to you on the issue of fake tickets, though, because that is central to a lot of things. I want to quickly take Sweetness. Uh, apologies on Ghost Night. If you can call us back, uh, Sweetness and Secunda, good evening. Good evening, Robert. How are you? Thanks for your patience, Sweetness. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's my first time calling. Thank you. I'm sure I'm it's an just... important time as well. Yeah, I'm just I'm just concerned about the issue of people coming late to the games, you know. And I'm glad our members actually do go out to other countries and benchmark on how other countries are doing it for people to be there on time. So I'm sitting here thinking, why can't there be strict rules to say even on the tickets that they buy, to say if we are not there at the specific time, the gates will be locked. Just for control, that, I don't know if that is allowed in the sports game, but mm. I think that could bring some control, you know, instead of people standing outside crying, instead of coming inside and enjoying what has been prepared for them. Hmm. Okay. I think, Sweetness, you, you brought something for us to ponder about and I'm going to throw that idea to the guests if I'm going to ask you to listen on the radio okay thank you so much just, just for them to have a strict time to say if the game yeah. starts at 3 you're not there at 1 the gates are locked yeah quite a few people have been saying that sweetness but from a practicality perspective let's find out if it can happen thanks so much sweetness okay thank you Robert alright great stuff man um, Lux let me start with you because there's, there's a lot that feel the same way that Sweetness does, says stipulate a time. If people aren't there, shut the gates. Let the game begin. I'm sure Jacques will have to talk about the risk uh, aspect of that, Robert. Yeah. Imagine if you have paid a, for <clears throat> for a ticket, if paid for a match, uh, for a ticket to get inside the stadium, and somebody just shuts it down. But other yeah. events where you've paid for tickets I, and you know, know that you're supposed to be there and you're not there, you know you're gonna get I, left out. I think the approach, Robert, has always been a very persuasive one. 
to say, come early to the stadium, there will be music concert. For example, I'll make an example. Mm. At, at Moses Mabita this weekend, uh, there is performance by DJ Tira, a.k.a. Maybe people don't um, want that <clears throat> music. I'm just saying that there's got to be something I, bigger because mm. you've been having music. And I'm not taking yeah. away from any no, of I the artists. You. I'm mm. just saying mm. that there's got to be a bigger... There's got to be a bigger issue outside of music, outside of, mm. I don't know, you can go to Boswell Wilkin and, and ask the elephants to come and do a parade. I don't know, whatever it is. But there's just something about understanding, accepting the culture that will be late, whether it's work or whatever. But th there's just something that is there and it's there and it's been many, many years. I think, <clears throat> I think one of the useful things about this conversation is that, you know, Maybe the people, you know, the, the, the owners of the game, the spiritual owners of the game can also, because we are obviously thinking about it, as you can see, we're right. trying different things. They might not be as successful, but we're trying a number of things. Jacques said earlier on that we want to listen at times to also what the people want, not at times, most of the time, to yeah. what the people want. Uh, what will help us? Because this is not a PSL solution. It's a solution that is going to create convenience for everybody. Right. You know, the one is at the stadium, the one who's watching at home. So we are quite open to, to suggestions. Uh, the issue of closing the gates and so forth. I mean, Jacques, as I said, <clears throat> we'll have to look into the safety and, uh, and, uh, and the risk aspect of it uh, and, uh, and what Sastria says and so on and so forth. He is an expert in that field. Uh, and I think for, for, for us, we have to listen to as many solutions as possible because mm -hmm. It's a big reputational risk for the business of football in this country. And we are so lucky in South Africa. We are the only country in Africa whereby our domestic football trumps international leagues when it comes to the audiences by miles. That means that the people consume the content. Now, we want to ensure that everybody else is convenient, i.e. BLA, the stadium. And as I said, mm. it's, it's, it's very, very important. Mm. All right. Jacques, and, and, and I think I might have missed it because of the excitement of getting straight into this topic. Because the last time I had a conversation with you, you, you were still within stadium management as far as your title is concerned. And I, and I, and I missed it. And please uh, kick me in the right ankle next time you see me. I, I need to <laughs> congratulate you for the new position as PSL General Manager, Risk and Safety. Um, it's, a, it's a huge title. It's an important title, but given to the right person. Congratulations. Thank you so much, Robert. Much appreciated. And as we're talking about that risk, if you, just in two minutes, because we, we've got to go for news top of the hour, in, in just the two minutes that we have now, we'll carry on after the news. Is it feasible, what Lux was talking about, from a risk perspective now, for us to shut the gates? Robert, no. It, it, it has all got to do with the, with the risk categorization of the event. Um, we've got high risk, medium risk, and low risk events. And it's all going to do with the staffing of these events, not only by private security, but also the police and metro police and other role players. By shutting the gates, we'll probably create additional risk and other new risk that, that we are not um, used to. And so that is something that we will, we will have to carefully benchmark internationally. We'll have to carefully deal with all the different role players and get opinion um, before we can even speculate about a solution of that nature, or what is just too sensitive at this stage to say uh, whether it will work or not, uh, we'll have to we'll have to investigate that. Okay, all right. More of your questions. Uh, I believe tons and tons of um, uh, voice notes that have come through, and it shows that it is an important conversation that we're having here tonight uh, with the PSL General Manager, Risk and Safety, as well. Uh, you were head of media at some point. 
but you're you're a senior manager now. I just carry bags, Robert. Okay, he loves bags, this man. All right, <laughs> the PSL's bag man is here. Lux September. Hopefully, no baggage after the news. All right, now, as you know, the South African Broadcasting Corporation, the SABC, together with Heineken, is bringing the Rugby World Cup final match to the people. And that's been a wow moment for South Africans. And that's following the announcement at the SABC. I'm going to be broadcasting the final game of the tournament between South Africa and England on Saturday, the 2nd of November, 2019, as well as the third-place playoff match on Friday, the 1st of November, live on SABC 2. Now, the public service broadcaster has announced that Heineken is the official sponsor of the broadcast and a partner in bringing the historic final match uh, to the broader South African public. Now, Heineken is an official worldwide partner of this tournament and is a long-standing supporter of international rugby with the Association of Rugby World Cup stretching back to 1995. And that was the tournament that was hosted right here in South Africa. And joining me here in studio on MSW, Tonight, Heineken Marketing Manager, Lauren Muller, uh, to tell us more about the partnership. Firstly, good evening, Lauren. Welcome to the show. Hi, Robert. Thank you. Good to be here. Finally, we drag you out of that office to come here, huh? Yeah, you know. (laughs) (laughs) And tell me, though, firstly, congratulations about the partnership. A lot of South Africans were so, so happy to know that they're going to be watching this on the public broadcaster. Yes, absolutely. It really is quite amazing and exciting. And of course, um, as a worldwide partner, it really is, you know, we heard South Africa's call um, and we entered into this partnership with SABC to broadcast the match um, and to bring it to all South Africans free to air in their homes. Um, You know, as Heineken, we really do believe that um, everyone, whether you're a fan of the game or not, you know, really should be spurring their nation on um, in this particular tournament, especially where we are right now. Yeah, the, the question is why? Why partner with the SABC? Well, I think exactly that. It yeah. gives us the opportunity for, for all of South Africans to experience the, the joy of this auspicious moment. Um, and, you know, we're really proud and excited that Heineken has the opportunity to be part of that and to bring that to all of South Africa. And, and just when you look at it in a bigger spectrum again, um, Lauren, we, it's a case of What do you hope this ability to watch the match will achieve for South Africans as a whole? Because we all dream different things and you as as a sponsor coming to breathe some life into how this game is going to be showcased to all South Africans. Yeah, I mean, I think much like... Most tournaments and most tournaments on a global flat platform, right. you know, you really can't help to be part of the energy and the and the spirit of the tournament. And for, you know, the local team to make it this far, of course, it brings people together. It really does create fans. Um, and of course, as Heineken, we, we have the opportunity to be part of that. Um, and, and I think that's what it's all about. And when you say this, I, I looked earlier at the campaign as a whole. And I was saying to myself, no, what's the meaning behind Heineken's campaign? (laughs) You know, the whole, you don't need to know the rules to enjoy the Rugby World Cup. And I thought, smart, hey, from your side? Well, I mean, actually, I think it reigns completely true. So, you know, many believe that rugby and Rugby World Cup is purely for diehard fans. Um, But actually, at Heineken, we believe that uh, during Rugby World Cup, everyone is a fan. And you actually don't need to know the rules to enjoy the game and get into the spirit and the energy and the excitement of the game and of the tournament itself. So, you know, with that being said, it it really made sense to lean into that idea for this campaign. 
Well, it makes sense because a lot of people have been saying, what are the rules? What's a scrum? What's a line out? You know, what are all of these crazy things? But at the end, hey, as long as you're with a group of people enjoying it, watching it, and if they're jumping up and down and they're from South Africa, then you jump up and down. And Absolutely. And I think that's exactly what it's all about. Um, just really enjoying it. I think, you know, what's, what's really great and in part of the, the campaign with Heineken, we've really been able to bring, as we usually do, um, immersive and, and great experiences with the Rugby World Cup campaign. Part of that, we've brought the team Heineken experience, um, which really is an interactive experience at the zone in Rosebank, yes. actually. Um, and it's really quite immersive and, and digital and allows fans to engage in the world of Heineken as well as in the world um, of Rugby World Cup. Um, so really fun of course, you have an opportunity to sample and I mean, our latest product, Heineken 0.0. Yes. Um, and of course, win Heineken and Rugby World Cup merchandise, um, which is also usually exciting, you know, and of course, very sought after. But really, like I said, you know, enjoy in the spirit. Of course, actually, in addition, um, you could leave the store and probably will leave the store with your very own limited edition Heineken Rugby World Cup bottle oh um yeah so. limited edition so not everybody's going to get this no right? and it's definitely not available in the stores right now so Whoa. get over to the team heineken experience anything else lauren that we are missing out as far as heineken is concerned uh, plan for the final it's a big one it's the last one Absolutely. Like I said, we continue to bring joy and we continue yeah. to bring moments of enjoyment and the final will be no different. So we will bring another epic viewing experiences to our uh, experience to our fans on Saturday for the final match. It'll be at Ainanda. Um And of course, in true Heineken style, it's not only about the Rugby World Cup final. Of course, there will be top performing artists and, and an opportunity to meet and greet and interact with local South African lo- uh, rugby legends. So absolutely set to be in an amazing experience well you got to start planning for the trophy when it comes back eh? <laughs> yeah that, i suppose that's the plan <laughs> that's the plan we, we we can't just leave that to chance though because that that'll be that'll be massive but you guys have been busy though because you, you you're the global partner heineken your involvement with the rugby world cup 2019 hasn't only just centered around South Africa. I mean, we see we see it around the world. Yes. It? I mean, yeah. I think earlier on this year, we actually had the opportunity um, to tour the country with the Webb Ellis Trophy, and that was really quite exciting and quite epic. But of course, like you say, it is a global experience, and I think everything that's been happening in Japan has been really, really amazing. And once again, I think it embodies the idea behind this campaign. It's a non-traditional um, country, yeah. um, you know, where it really proves that rugby is, in fact, for everyone um, and really quite inclusive. And, and, and fun so yeah thanks for bringing us the fun though Lauren <laughs> good to see you again good to see you too Robert as always yeah I'm looking forward I'm actually nervous about this um, Rugby World Cup but I think uh, the partnership with the SABC you, you, I mean I'll say it again to you mm. um, that has brought a lot of joy to people Absolutely. And I mean, we at Heineken, we are really immensely excited and super proud um, to provide this opportunity to our country. Um, and we really encourage all South Africans to, to join in Team Heineken and spur their favorite team on um, in wis- you know, witnessing what is likely to be quite an historic event. All right, you've enjoyed a Heineken Zero, I'm sure, um, like September. <laughs> I'm a bishop. <laughs> and a rabbi. <laughs> I know, that's why it's got zero alcohol in it. So, exactly. yeah, all you enjoy is just the feeling. Of I enjoy it. my rugby, though. That's the only thing I know. Who's going to win? 
I, I think South Africa is very lucky they're playing England. <clears throat> yeah. You know, everyone is nervous about England. Gee, I would have never, I would have not preferred South Africa to play All Blacks at all in the final. I just don't see England producing two back-to-back solid performances whereby they are uh, very competitive uh, mm. with with, uh, with the forwards and so forth and playing a physical game. Two games in South Africa has been playing a very physical game in this mm. in, in this World Cup, uh, and England is playing a similar role, a similar game. Two back-to-back physical games is probably not going to be, it's going to be a very close game yeah. but I would have not preferred to play I mean South Africa playing New Zealand in this final would have been for me disastrous so what yes, happened yes. in the in the semi-final is the best result yeah. possible outcome for South Africa <clears throat> because the Springboks have a chance of winning against England it's it's, it's 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 the margins I think and I think uh, uh, with the forwards the form that the forwards in uh, our lock, our locks. We actually have lost one line out. Yeah. I've been checking, and uh, if you look at England, same competitive one. The lineouts, they're very clinical. They are very, very competitive uh, with the forwards going over the advantage line. So I think it's going to be a very exciting game between two sides that are playing very similar style of rugby at the moment. Who's winning? Let's go. Let's I'm go. a patriot, Robert. Let's go. Okay. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Lauren Muller, thank you so much you know. for coming through. You'll thank never you stop this much. man when he's talking. <laughs> <laughs> Great to be here. Thanks a lot. It's Annie says marketing manager, yeah. Lauren Muller, joining us right here on Marawa Sports Worldwide. Thanking you so much. Catch the game live on SABC2. All right, just a reminder that we still do have Jacques Krobler. We do still have Lux September in studio discussing that very, very important topic. And um, it's just a busy weekend. Um, yeah. There's <laughs> competition galore. Uh, let me quickly brief you of what you'll be doing while we're having this conversation here. And this is what you do on the voice note because I want somebody out there to, I want to give them cash. You know, Lux came here with his big bags. Uh, full of cash. So <laughs> I want to give away some money that I've stolen from these bags. Uh, but together with the Castle Lager this time, um, and 2,500 Rand cash, I want to give somebody. But don't phone. Please don't phone. This phone is for our conversation, not for the money and the Castle Lager hamper. Uh, so what you need to do is send a voice note, right? Send us a voice note. And all you got to do is create a beautiful World Cup moment with Sia Kolisi as well as the boys bringing the trophy home. So think about it. Create a beautiful moment. Whether you want to commentate it, South Africa winning and lifting the trophy, those dying seconds, it's already 80 minutes gone. You know, South Africa is ahead. No, I'm not going to say 2-1, but South Africa is ahead. Um, yeah, they're about to take the Web Ellis trophy. And the final whistle of that lovely Frenchman that we all dearly love, <laughs> Jerome. Um, the game is about to end. So I just want to give away 2,500 Rand cash as well as a Casa Lager hamper. Are you able to do that? Please, let's do it immediately. 060-584-2250. That's the WhatsApp voice note number where you can start sending those WhatsApp voice notes. Uh, I don't know if uh, I'm correct, but uh, 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 during the time of uh, Abdul Pamshi and Cyril Kovos, people used to come in quite early. Maybe it was because of the cutting razors, uh, 
you know, uh, games that that, to play, that used to play just before the main game. Maybe people will come early, man. Let, let them open the stadium at about 11 when I'm a cutting razor. Even bring the women's uh, league to play as cutting razors. Please, Matloput. Aye, man. Maybe I, that will change everything. Hi, Robert. I think what's happening with the South African fans, there's a lack of respect for the game and lack of respect for time. You know, Group A games usually leave home at 12, half past 12 to be there because I'm with my son. But you find other people still blooming some way, of which I find it's unfair. Coming to the big games being rescheduled for for evening games, I think the commission that was looking at the Ellis Park incident ruled against such games being on the weekend, being on the weekdays and at night. So at night time, I think it won't work. This is Andile. Uh, the problem with that camera, that's the stadium. We know them. So overrated uh, township giants, fans of ch- of Chiefs and uh, Pirates. The reason why Sundown's Chiefs game was delayed is because of Chiefs fans. It's obvious. We know that. We know that. They claim to be the best uh, whatever supported teams, but they're the best disorganized uh, supporters. That's a fact. Watch when they play in Soweit. Watch when they play anywhere else probably in Deben uh, Deben people they do respect uh, game time thanks hi good evening Robert uh, Johnson from here in Ausbrecht uh, Robert I have a question for Lux uh, Mr. September uh, tell me here uh, what stops the PSL from opening gates five hours before kickoff tell me what stops the PSL on doing such a thing because uh, I find it strange that you want to open case three hours before kickoff. Why are you doing that? Some of us can, do not, in fact, do not have a problem getting into the stadium four hours before kickoff. We can go in there, relax, have our meal, and stuff like that. So, uh, uh, the, the, the reasoning behind opening case just three before kickoff uh, really boggles my mind. Yeah, so, you need to improve on that. At least open case five hours before kickoff. Marawa, you know what? If we can introduce this thing of uh, 30 minutes before kickoff, each and every gate is locked. If you are inside, you are inside, outside, outside. And then there must be um, that uh, there is a big screen viewing there where you can view the game when you are outside. Because if you don't start acting now, we'll sing this song until 2000. 0605842250. That's the WhatsApp voice note number for the competition as well. Jean Krobler is the PSL general manager, risk and safety. I know the question was thrown to Lux, but I want from a risk and safety perspective first to find out, Jacques, and uh, please, Lux, I want you to come into this one. Why is it impossible? And thanks again for your patience, Jacques and, and Lux. Why is it impossible to, to open the gates five hours before kickoff? Rob, it's, it's definitely not, not impossible. We we can do that. Um, you know, it, it, we've got to strike the balance between um, the resources, between the economies of scale, and between statistics um, of how many people actually arrive uh, three hours or five hours or four hours before kickoff. The reason why we open the gates for big matches three hours before kickoff is that most of these stadiums have been built in terms of the 
um, the design of the stadium to bring spectators into the stadium in three hours. With certain big events, we actually move the kick of time um, from the from the gate's opening time up to four hours. And there's really nothing stopping us um, the opening at five hours before the game. But if you only have um, 100 people arriving five hours before the game, and, and really we, we do run those statistics, um, there's not a big demand for the gates to be open five hours before the game. So if that was the case, we would have done so. But if if, if that's a, a possibility, Lux, and, and people are saying, why not, that they can? Um, I know the previous question that you were salivating at was the one, um, again, that had to do with the Abdul Bamji days to say, well, there were games before, I remember, Chappie's Little League used to play and people would flock there to watch those games. They were called curtain raises as they were back in those days. Why not revert back to something like that as well? I think, <clears throat> Robert, just on, I mean, on, on, the, on the earlier issue, in cup finals, actually, we opened the gates at four, four hours before kickoff. You know, and what Jacques is saying is that I'm normally there around that time, and you'll not find more than you know a thousand people at best inside the stadium around that time. Uh, and I'm sure that's a conversation that, uh, as I said, you know, we're also here to listen at the same time. We're not here to be defensive about anything. We're also here to listen. And I'm sure Jacques will go back and, 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 and think about these things uh, and also as the league uh, with all the other members of the league, including the CEO and everyone else. The issue of, I mean, the second issue, um, Robert, <laughs> you know, uh, the issue of curtain raises and so forth. Uh, I know for a fact that in the past, there's something that has happened, you know. Right. Uh, we at times, you know, with the stadiums, will have uh, some challenges. Uh, for example, if you play a curtain raiser, the pitch gets damaged. There was a period of, by, I mean, I know now we are facing a drought, you know. Yes. But in the past, there was such uh, so much rain. And at times we will have a kitten razor by the time the, 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 the main match plays, the pitch is completely unplayable. But I'm sure at some stage, I mean, uh, if there are some discussions around those things, I'm sure there will probably be a possibility of those things if they will help. But I've been to, when Bafana Bafana plays, I've mm-hmm. been to the national team and I saw kitten razors. And it was me and my friends watching. <laughs> the last match when they played Nigeria here. Uh, now, I'm, I'm not trying to, no, 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 no I don't want to bring that as an, as an example. But yeah. I'm just trying to say, if that will help, I'm sure it's something that we you could look at. We could look at for yeah. sure. Because we, the other we, thing, we, sorry. We're here, we're here for solutions. Yeah, 100%. He has a solution because of, of time again. I'm going to mm. uh, quickly push it. Mayamo on Twitter says, those bars that are inside must sell Uchoala as an alcohol at reasonable prices. Those latecomers, they first drink, then they go later. So whether or not you want to judge people that drink or not is besides the point. Alcohol Correct. is sold. Correct. We're dealing with alcohol companies, mm-hmm. etc. It is there. So if one of the fans, Jacques mm-hmm. and Lux, are saying, part of the reason why people are late is because the alcohol is not either sold inside or if it is, it is too expensive. So people would rather socialize, drink, and obviously, when you get into a, a merry mood, then you're not worried about time. So the ne- the last thing you're worried about is time. So you're drinking, uh, banter, uh, you know, nyakwarana, all of those things. And the next thing, damn, it's almost time for the kickoff. And people start to rush. Is there a viable way, Jacques, and I think we've raised this before with you, where people complain about pricing 
and the availability of alcohol? Well, definitely. Um, I've, I voice my concerns about this many, many times. Um, first of all, we need to understand that the league has got um, alcoholic beverage um, uh, sponsors. So does the, most of the stadiums have got alcoholic beverage uh, sponsors in terms of pouring rights. Now, from a stadium perspective, um, stadiums normally do a pouring rights agreement with one of the bigger um, alcoholic uh, beverage suppliers. And part of the spurring right is to reduce the, um, the sales price inside the stadium. And in certain instances, you may end up in 20 and a beer inside a stadium. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the spend that, that, uh, that average supporter has got available does, just doesn't allow him to have two or three beers inside the stadium. And you're absolutely right. Then our spectators certainly drink in, in more affordable um, establishments. So that is definitely something that we would engage with the stadiums uh, in our endeavours going forward on the basis um, that the PSL will be will be contracting with certain stadiums to, to look at the benefits um, not only to the PSL but also to um, the spectators. So definitely something that, that we will be looking into, um, Robert. But there's no, there's no bank that also at this stage by... Um, uh, by eliminating the existing um, alcoholic beverage uh, sponsors, we need to find solutions with them and also with the stadiums in making mm. it more affordable for the punters inside the stadium. All right, gentlemen, I, th- I think what I'll, where, where I'll leave it at is maybe food for thought, uh, because we are going to come back to this topic. Trust me, Jacques, trust me, Lux, it's not the end, because there's a lot of people wanting to contribute. Um, we, we've got here one from Mbulumet says the other issue that breeds late coming mentality is opening of gates late in the afternoon for example on saturday at loftus the opening of gates was also delayed by 30 minutes tickets were showing 12 o'clock we waited impatiently until 12 30 and there's a video that is attached to it i'll retweet it check it out on my twitter timeline and you'll see it because i love positive contributions like this one so please have a look at it uh, because we are flat out of time lux i want to thank you so much for coming through we will do a follow-up show uh jacques you agree to that lux you agree thank to you that. definitely yeah definitely. no thank you and, okay. Akulo, robert, and uh, thank you very much to the listeners and um, the our bosses for the contribution robert at the end of the day we all have we all have only one goal yeah to grow football lovely jacques thank you so much and congratulations once again Thank you so much, Rob, um, and thank you for having me. That's the PSL General Manager, Risk and Safety, as well as the Bagman. I believe we've got a winner in our Castle Lager Hamper Competition and 2,500. Listen. <laughs> I love that. Hey, even Lux agrees. That's a winner. Castle Lager Hamper, 2,500 Rand cash is coming your way. Thank you so much indeed. Thanks for being part of Marawa Sports Worldwide. We're going to be back again tomorrow. It's a Friday. You can't miss tomorrow's show because this place is going to be buzzing. It's a day before the Rugby World Cup final. It's a day before the Soweto Derby. My goodness, it's going to be reverberating right here. I'm always standing by Metro FM. Thank you so much.
Congratulations, uh, Tembele. Mkalipi in Nigerian. Right, he's here. His name is Justice. Yeah, he, yes, I am here. He didn't want to tell me the last time. Future good old days. You I, got it, man. Future good old days. You got it. You got it. Mm. You got it. Congratulations. You're a winner. Like the Springboks. Yeah, but you're not going to get a hamper. No hamper. No. It's, it's for people over the age of 18. You don't hamperize me. No. <laughs> I know. I know. No, this is for serious people. <laughs> That's how they exclude us, eh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when they start this for serious people. This is for serious people. Yeah, no. Yeah, you can't be messing us around here. <laughs> serious people. Yeah. Yeah. what? Yeah, look at the old night. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Mchuluki. The Mchuluki Speak for yourself. If you chuluga all night, speak for yourself. You see there, there's a unique thing there. Mm. Remember there was a TV that was called Picture in Picture. When it first came out, you had your normal picture. And then in the corner, you could watch what was on a different channel. They called it Picture in Picture. Mm. So there, you've got a unique setup. Mm. You've got TV on TV. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, I think. Ah, no. Hashtag. Hashtag Utamagubon. And we keep seeing things, just as. Please have a good show. We will. Okay. You sound like a tiger.